This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Let's turn attention now to the whole um, uh, the rate, uh, William Barakimamtago, uh, Andre, the rate uh, uh, story. Man who really threw the cat amongst the pigeons with the interview that he gave to ENCA last week, where he made all manner of uh, allegations, uh, um, some of which have certainly not gone down well with the ANC. They have threatened to file criminal charges against the former ESCOM CEO if he doesn't report his allegations of corruption at the power utility and backed with evidence to law enforcement agencies within seven days. Uh, the party says that Mr. Derater is bound by law because of his former position as the head of the power utility to report acts of corruption. And uh, he, Mr. Derater, as I said, left ESCOM last week following a television interview which uh, upset or angered the members of the ESCOM board who accused him of bringing the organization into disrepute. Well, there are other political parties and unions uh, uh, who have also um, joined the cause for him to, you know, go and report the matter to the authorities. And they are saying they are demanding accountability and proof. We are, uh, well, hoping to speak to the ANC as well and get their position. But let's get their thoughts then. First of a legal mind, Benedict Peary joins us on the line. Um, he is uh, a, with the, the director at US Prudentia, a special counsel. Good morning, Benedict Peary. Good to have you with us again. Good morning, Titi, and good morning to the listeners. So this is, remind, this has similarities to that Palapala matter here, where uh, when it says that we have somebody who uh, may well have been a witness or been aware of a criminality that was taking place, but has not done the necessary in terms of taking the matter to the authorities, law enforcement authorities. Um, is there a, do you, are there those similarities here? Yes, um, they are, because you correct with respect to Palapala, one of the charges leveled against the president by the ATM uh, under that inquiry was that uh, as a responsible person, uh, as the managing director of the CC that owned uh, the farm, he was meant to have reported uh, acts of criminality, which he was aware of uh, at that point in time, based on Section 34 of the PRECA Act. So um, what the ANC has said in their statement is absolutely the correct position in law, mm. that a person who is an authority, such as a CEO, mm. um, the moment he is aware of corrupt activities or ought to have been aware of corrupt activities involving an amount of over 100,000 rand, uh, he has to report it under the framework of the act. Um, otherwise, he may also be prosecuted for the crime of not reporting uh, that corrupt those corrupt activities. Yeah, now that's a very uh, important qualification that you made there. That uh, in terms of the act, it actually stipulates the amount under which uh, somebody is obliged. Because I was about to say, how does this now compare? Say, for example, where there is a robbery at my house, at my home, um, where they steal, um, you know, some small items, and I, I choose not to report it. 
Well, the, the act is called the Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activities Act. Mm. So it doesn't um, extend to every type or act of criminality, mm. uh, including a robbery. So the activities that we're concerned about are uh, corrupt activities. Um, so, you know, very broadly, it, it relates mainly to corruption. It does deal with theft. Um, uh, it brings that in because I think theft and corruption sort of are linked mm-hmm. uh, hand in, and go hand in hand. But not every uh, criminal act that involves the loss of money uh, would be drawn into this act. It re- relates mainly to corrupt activities. Mm. Can um, someone in, po- in a director's position here turn around and say, uh, the reason why I didn't uh, report it is that I don't have the proof? Um, I, whew, I think that will be a tough one um, because I think he's made very strong allegations, which, um, you know, if, if he doesn't back them up in, in, a, in a space where he's required to back them up, I think they'll leave him in a very difficult place uh, vis-a-vis the ANC. And they'll have a number of um, legal avenues they could bring against him, including, for instance, defamation, because mm. then you wouldn't have uh, the relevant justification mm. in law that would uh, exonerate him from a, a defamation action. Um, but there is an important part of the act which says that before these criminal in, uh, proceedings are instituted for a breach of Section 34.2 of PRECA, the National Director of Pro- Public Prosecutions must take into account any representations made by Andre Dereta. Right. So uh, as to why he did not bring those criminal charges. So I suppose he could have an ability to explain himself. And, mm. and I think, you know, given how South Africa is around whistleblower protection mm. um, and just the integrity of uh, these institutions mm. and who works in them, I think, you know, it, it is probably some kind of a reasonable justification to say, look, mm. you know, it, it's not just allegations I could have made anyway without certainty that they would be taken seriously and there wouldn't be pushback against me, um, and you know my safety would be guaranteed. I think that would sort of give him some leeway to potentially avoiding criminal prosecution, if that's why he didn't actually bring them earlier. Mm. <clears throat> and does he have, um, or rather, does the ANC have the, I mean, could they have grounds for bringing a defamation uh, lawsuit in, in, you know, as an organization? Ah, yes. So the law um, around, I think it was about 90, in the 90s, Ingata Freedom Party brought uh, an action which confirmed at the Supreme Court of Appeal that even though political parties should be able to, um, you know, withstand scrutiny and be criticized, uh, the law doesn't shut them out of bringing a defamation lawsuit. So, yes, it's more difficult if you're a political party than if you're an individual, and there's a lot more you need to show, but theoretically, there is potentially an opportunity that you could bring a defamation suit against somebody. But we know the defenses that would be available to Dereta are quite strong. You know, uh, it could be truth in the public interest. Um, If it is true what he's saying, uh, he could say that it was a privileged occasion, and as the CEO of ESCOM, he is entitled to say something like that. Um, you know, so I think he could avail himself of pretty strong defenses uh, under the law of defamation, and it would be a difficult matter for the ANC to bring, just given that freedom of expression 
um, allows us to criticize political parties and as vociferously as we want, uh, given it is a democracy. Mm, yeah, it is uh, an interesting one. Thank you so much, Benedict Piri. I appreciate your time. It's a pleasure. Yeah, Benedict Piri is uh, with the um, is a legal expert and a managing director at Use Prudentia Special Counsel. You've been listening to a Power ninety eight point seven podcast. For more podcasts, visit power nine eight seven dot co dot za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.